we're back on the couch. I have my really good friend Ash here with me. Hello, Ash. Hi. And I thank you for joining me. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we never really get to hang out, even though we go to the same gym. I live down the street. <laughs> yeah, we just found out. It's like it's like 900 meters away. <laughs> and I've maybe seen you like three times in the last like couple years. Well, like we're like besties, you know, even though we don't hang out that much. Um, but uh, what's what's new? What's been going on with you? You've been getting back into tennis. Yeah, so um, took on the challenge that we got going on at our gym at studio. Yeah. And so from that, um, I actually lost uh, 10 pounds and I'm down 5% body fat Amazing. in like uh, six weeks. Amazing. And that uh, was like never the case. Like I've never really like been great with my diet. Yeah. Um, but this year it was, it was so funny. So we had the same challenge last year, right? Yeah. And last year I was like gunning to win $10,000. Right. And so I literally cut everything out of my diet. So for those who don't know what this challenge is, yeah. our gym put on a transformation challenge, 60 days, um, grand prize, $10,000. Uh, so money is a huge motivation for a lot of people, um, and the transformation can be measured in a couple different ways. Um, overall weight loss, uh, body fat percentage loss, muscle mass gained, etc., etc. So it's not just, you know, who can lose the most weight, because for me, I'm probably not going to lose very much weight. Nope. I'm already quite small. Um, but my body can change in a lot of other ways. Yeah. Um, whereas for other people, their body fat and their weight's gonna come down, right. and their body's gonna drastically change. So, um, they do this every year. It's always a huge incentive for people to, to come and try out the gym, and you can, you know, you can participate in CrossFit, you can do personal training, you can, can really do all sorts of things, really. Yeah, whatever you want, whatever, yeah. like, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So I, yeah, so last year when I, like, cut out absolutely everything out of my diet, um, one, I was like miserable like I was miserable and uh, just to give you an idea like my my co-workers I told them I'm doing this challenge again this year and they were kind of like oh okay and I was like oh I was like what's with that look and they're like oh well you weren't super excited about it last year and I was like, it's like what do you mean not like super excited they're like can we be honest with you and I was like yeah sure and they're like you were like really upset and angry last year during this challenge and I was like really and they're like yeah and I was like oh so you know I mean it was really great I mean to actually just hear that from them yeah and um and I saw that whatever I was doing like I was actually miserable in doing it for the sake of just like trying to win the ten thousand dollars and that's not yeah and so this year I switched it up and I literally just said as something as simple as I'm going to stop eating when I'm full yeah and I'm going to eat when I'm hungry right and just something as simple as that, I've, like, ended up losing, like, 10 pounds and 5% body fat. And I will say, out of, like, the three times this year I've seen you, um, you are a lot happier. Like, you're not irritable. You're not, you're not hating life. Like, you're going to the gym and you're enjoying it. The times that we actually do work out together, you, you do look like you're enjoying it. And it's not just a, oh, I'm doing this for the sake of something. Like, you're actually there and it's somewhere you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, when we're out having a couple of drinks, we're out having dinner, you know, it's not, it's not a, oh, I can't have that, and now you're miserable because you can't have it. It's like, yeah. well, I can eat a little bit of it, and then when I'm full, like, we're done. 
type thing, right? And I think that's the biggest mindset for a lot of people where they view kind of food and they view transformations, however they may be, as a, well, I gotta cut out everything and go to the absolute extreme to get the result. But if you go to that extreme place and you're you're not actually doing it for the enjoyment of, oh, I want to be healthier or I want to be, be feel better about yeah. myself or you know, you're doing it for future self and not just present self. Yeah. Um, that restriction makes us really irritable and miserable. And I don't really think that's, in my opinion, I don't think that's the best way to be. Yeah. Because um, then you're just, you're just kind of sad. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and the thing I didn't <coughs> see with my coworkers were so great to point out was just actually like, how it how it affects other people around me mm -hmm. right so even though like I was there still losing the weight last year it's like is it really worth it if everyone around me is like whoa like we're gonna just leave this guy alone <laughs> um, and then at the end of the day it's like sure I'm like 15 pounds like lighter but more miserable so it's like what's the point it bleeds into like everything else that you do too, right? Because mm -hmm. then you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up today. Oh, like I have to weigh out all my food. Oh, I can't eat yeah. this. I can't eat that. But then you see everyone else around you. And they're just like, hey, like, do you want to go do this? I can't. Right. Yeah. It was so many times I like I actually couldn't see people, and it's like I would eat at home all the time, like alone or with my fiance, and yeah. it was like, uh, yeah. And I really actually missed like seeing people and hanging out. And it's like, obviously food is just such a big part of that. Yeah. Like, everything that's social, I found, revolves around food in some fashion or form. Right. Um, you know, when people are just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while, let's catch up. Let's mm -hmm. go grab a beer. Or like, let's go grab a coffee. Or let's go grab something to eat. Like, let's go grab brunch. It's always, it always revolves around food or beverage of some, some sort. Um, and if you're not able to be a bit more relaxed about it yeah. and say, okay, if I would really like cake, I love cake. <laughs> I love cake. I'm not going to eat the whole cake. Red velvet? Yes. Ooh, cream cheese icing. Yes. 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 Oh. Right? But you're not going to like, yeah. you're not going to eat the whole thing. You're going to say, you know what? I can eat a small slice of it. Yeah. And not feel like I'm depriving myself of things that make me happy. But I'm also not gonna go ham and eat the whole thing. <laughs> Did you imagine? <laughs> Did you just like if there was a cake in front of our face right now? Yeah. We'd be going to tell them. Probably. Yeah. And since there isn't, we got beer instead. We got beer instead. <laughs> which is fine. Which is also which is also good. Yeah. You know, but I think I've been in that situation before where it's like we got goals. Yeah. How do we reach those goals? you cut out everything and you restrict it down and you're just like, hey, I'm going to work out. When I was a varsity athlete, we do two a days. Yeah. It's either you're on field in the gym, on field twice in the gym, yeah. video session, on field in the gym. Yeah. Even when I played provincial rugby, you know, you get out of it what you put in and I don't know about you, I'm very intrinsically motivated. So I work out at 6.15 every day. And I know, it is, I know this. It is hard <laughs> to get out of bed at 5.30. Like the, yeah. some, some mornings I walk in the gym and it'll be Gabe and me and Matt and we just kind of like, we, the four of us just like look at one another like the struggle yeah. was so real this morning. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't 
I want to go, but I also don't want to get razzed by the other three if yeah. I don't go. So that's been really good. Mm -hmm. The four of us are, you know, like, we've all found a time that works within our schedules. Yeah. Um, that we go, and we kind of playfully razz one another if yeah. we don't go. And it's the fear of being razzed. <laughs> Half the time where it's just like, I'm so tired. Yeah. But I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to go to the gym. Because I do not want the other three guys to be like, where were you this morning? Mm. You know, sometimes yeah. it's legitimate and you just can't make it at that time. If right. you're meeting at like 8 a.m., probably not going to work out at 6 p.m. You might not make it. Right. Or if you worked like really late the night before. Yeah. Something like that. So we're usually like pretty lenient when it comes to like things like that. But if it's just like, I'm just tired and I can't make it this morning. You're hearing about it. You're going to get razzed. 100%. And it's great. <laughs> Keeps you coming. It's such a motivator, right? But, like, what motivates you um, to, like, besides working on your future health, like, what motivates you to, like, get to the gym every day and make an e conscious effort to eat better and, you know, all those things? Uh, it's a great question. I think it's, like, it's really for other people, yeah. actually. Like, for me, it's, like, like you said, like, if it was about, like, me, like, wanting to go for, for myself, like, I think I would quit pretty, pretty early because it would be like, I'm tired, I got this to do, I got work, I got whatever. Yeah. Um, but even, even, like, growing up and, like, playing tennis, like, the most fulfilling times I had playing tennis was when I was part of the, the tennis team, right, out of, out of UBC, and it was, like, I would train, I would practice, it was like so I could help support my teammates. Right. And even now it's like for, for CrossFit, right? Like we have our little group at 4.30 that goes all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I just, like I just want to be there to support them. Yeah. Like I want to see their wins, right? When they do stuff that they've never been able to do. Um, and it's just like, and I want to be there to like support them when yeah. like they're going through stuff. And then it's like, kind of like they do the same for me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just being there and like kind of doing it for them. I find that my own fitness just falls in place. Right. Right. Like by supporting and pushing them, like not knowing they push me back and then it's like, I get better, they get better. And it like all kind of works out. Yeah. It's such a it's such a strange phenomenon because you're just like we're really just working out at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just working on your own fitness and you're working on being stronger. Yeah. Mentally, physically. Um, you're you're kind of pushing yourself to the limits that you didn't think that you could go to. Yeah, and it's like it, it's funny because if you actually just told like someone like off the side of the street, right? Um, and just said, hey, you know, it's like, do you want to go do this thing for an hour that's like really hard and really difficult and it's going to feel like a struggle and people be like, no, like, I'm good, thanks. It's like those hills that we're going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sucks. But we're going to do it. We're like, going to do it because we know that it's good for us. I like that it's on video now. So it's like, <laughs> you heard this here first. Ash and I are going to go run hills. Uh, it's gonna suck, but you know what? We're gonna be doing it together though. Um, and I find that a lot of times, just being able to have even one other person yeah. that helps you along, that says, hey, you know what? Like, I'm struggling there with you. Yeah. 
is the difference between you wanting to do it and not wanting to do it. Yeah. I, I it's so good I think what, what you're what you're saying because it's like had I not like said that to you today yeah. about the hill yeah. like I cuz I always like I've been thinking about like running this giant hill for like 3 years <laughs> and like one of the coaches at our gym like used to live across the street from me yeah. and he would go and do those hills and I talked to him I like I did I never actually mentioned it to him yeah, I was yeah. like oh do you run these hills and he's like oh yeah every once in a while I was like oh that's cool and just like and that's it right <laughs> but it's like the, the, the moment it's like you I brought it up and I started talking about it yeah right immediately it's like there's like some support someone's gonna help me or it's gonna happen yeah um but it's so funny it's like but it's like you don't say anything Right? Yeah. And then it's like, it just doesn't happen. Well, like Matt and I, for example, like, you know, he's made so many strides since he's joined our gym. Oh my god, yes. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I love that guy. He yeah. Sh- he should totally come on with us one day. But, you know, he's, he's made such a huge effort. And I think part of, part of it is, he's kind of like me, where it's like, I don't want to get razzed by the guys when I don't go this morning. Mm-hmm. So he comes, and him and I were just like, hey, like, by June, like, we're going to get this. Yeah. And last year, we're just like, hey, like, by the end of the year, like, we're going to be able to do, like, kipping poles. We can do them now. Yeah. Tilda bars, we can do them now. Nice. During 18.2, he was like, guys, I just got Tilda bars, like, last week. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, the week before, or something, like, ridiculous like that. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to RX this workout, because he's like, I can do this now. Yeah. And we're just like, you know what? Even if you can only do like two at a time, jump down, shake it out, jump back up. Yeah. That's a win because you couldn't do this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the beauty of having training partners. That's the beauty of having someone else that's either same level as you, maybe a little bit better, or like they're really good at something and you're not great at it, but they're good at, like, they're not so good at something else that you're really good at. Mm. You kind of, like, push one another and you help one another get yeah. to that common goal. And that's been really great. And so having, like, you know, Gabe and Matt and Drew for me mm. in the mornings, those yeah. guys are all infinitely stronger than I am, just naturally. Mm-hmm. But what the nice thing about it is, is that we're always constantly pushing one another to be better. Mm. And... We're the crazy ones that will work out after the workout's done. <laughs> right, I've heard about this. <clears throat> Every day we do it. And sometimes we're just like, you know what, we're just going to do small accessory work today. Mm-hmm. You know, like little things where it's like, this is going to suck. It'll be over in like 12 minutes, but it's going to suck. Mm. But we're suffering together. Or sometimes we're just like, you know what, like, let's just... Gabe and I really like to squat. Andrew was like, the two of you are going to like murder my knees. Yeah. Huh. And we're just like, we're just, you know, and then that's the thing. Like, but we're always pushing one another. Which I think is really great. So having training partners, I think, is super important. But we're gonna do the hills. It's it's here on it's 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 here on camera. <laughs> it's it's really funny. So this, so this year, so I'm I'm so I'm getting I'm getting married this year in like September, right? Thank you. Um, and it's, it's all the stuff going on with the wedding and something, I don't know what it was, right? Um, something about this year, I just decided like, you know, it's like when people get married, it's like this idea, it's like, oh, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to, right. It's like, 
and it's always for me it always sounds like people are like oh i'm winding down yeah right like i'm winding down now yeah. i'm settling down right and i don't know what it was but it's like i thought about that and i was like i was like f that yeah. this year so one of the things i decided to do was um actually get back into playing tennis like competitively and um and i used to play throughout my university and then when i started doing crossfit four years ago yeah i literally stopped picking up a tennis racket so it's like i just transitioned into doing crossfit full-time yeah and um and probably in the last four years i've picked up a racket maybe like five times um which is crazy that's imagine. like an average of like once a year yeah it's like imagine you actually just started like playing rugby like once a year like you played a little skirmish game i don't think i could do i don't yeah. think i could do it it's crazy right so so imagine now it's like i i went back and then i started um playing like for the last two weeks and um what was so surprising yeah is uh so two things so one uh i hadn't played since i've been doing crossfit okay. so now when i do anything it was so much stronger so i would like swing a racket and it's like at my whatever i'd serve at my 70 percent and before it used to be like like 110 kilometers right okay. like my serve and then now it's like 140 it's like whoa and it's like I'm not actually trying any harder but it's right. like I'm just that much stronger yeah the other funny thing that happened is the last time I played tennis really like my body was really like 23 24 years old okay so I step on the court my brain still thinks I'm like 24 right so <laughs> my body does not move like 24 yeah and so it's like you would see things and be like, oh, that, oh, I can totally run there. And then it's like, oh, wow, my legs aren't moving that fast anymore. And it's like a slow motion, like, of me, like, being like, wow, I'm really not getting there. And I think I'm moving quick. Yeah. Um, and so, and so the reason I'm, like, getting back into it, and it's just, I'm just, in this year, I'm just committing to ridiculous things for, for sport. Yeah. Just for, I mean, just for fun. Yeah. Like, really, like, taking, like, putting the fun back into sports, and it's like I'm doing the sun run in three weeks. Yeah. And I haven't run more than, like, 1K in, like, a few years. Yeah. Um, but my, I guess, like, my sense of, like, myself and just, like, of, like doing the stuff in general is I'm just so excited. Yeah. Like, I don't know how exactly I'm going to run 10K, but somehow I will run 10K. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to do, like, playing tournaments and coming back and, you know, and then you still deal with all the stuff with people like, oh, are you sure you want to play? Yeah. Like, oh, you had such a, you know, good run or whatever before. And it's like, to actually come back, um, there's actually a really awesome uh, story about um, a tennis player from BC. Uh, her name's Rebecca Marino. Okay. And she used to, she grew up in, in BC and played and she actually made top... 15 in the world for women yeah. right and uh, she dropped out of playing professionally um, out of uh, depression it was actually like a, she experienced like a ton of bullying on social media and things like that and yeah. she just literally like couldn't handle it and she like kind of dropped out and for three four years no one heard anything from her and actually just a month ago 
uh, she started to play tennis again. Oh, that's awesome. And she actually won like a, like a hundred thousand dollar professional tournament. Oh, that's amazing. And so she's actually going back to start playing professionally after like all that happened. And what was so inspiring to me about that is like in women's tennis, it's like you peak at 23. 22 yeah right and it's like by the time you're 25 it's like hey you should think about retiring right because yeah. you're too old now yeah um and for her to like come back at like whatever i think she's like 26 or something yeah and actually like do that is like so cool and it just like made me think about like well why not like why not me not necessarily professionally but why just not just love it and do what you what you used to really love and that's i think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway. That's the biggest key is being able to inject the passion and the love back into things mm. that you want to do. Because um, a lot of times, you know, athletes will leave sport for whatever reason. Yeah. But there's so many ways to still be involved in it just out of pure passion and pure love. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been extremely fortunate to work in rugby as high up as I do. Yeah. Um, I've been very fortunate to be able to play up as high high as I have. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that I would have continued. And I've, I've definitely, I am not a stranger to struggling with mental health issues. Mm. I wrote an article about it. Um, it's hard. You yeah. Know? And especially in a high-performance sport. Yes. A lot of sporting organizations will be like, we don't have either the resources or the time to deal with that. So mm. they just kind of like sweep it off to the side. And a lot of athletes will use training as a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's something that you can focus all your energy into. So you don't have time to think about all the other things. But then when you're not in that environment anymore, yeah. you now have all the time in the world to think about those things that you've basically just shoved in the closet for so long. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of us really struggle. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know in rugby there was, a, there was a guy that played for Australia. He played in the last World Cup and the World Cup before that. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant rugby player. I think he was 34, 35. Mm-hmm. And he had struggled for years and years and years with mental health. And what he had done was he had used um, sport, high-performance sport, as a coping me- mechanism. When he retired from international rugby and he went back to his quote-unquote civilian life, you know, mm-hmm. back to his, like, professional profession, yeah. he was finding it really hard to cope, and he ended up committing suicide when he was 34. Uh... And it's such a sad thing that, like, only at that point do large national bodies and sporting organizations really look at that issue and say, you know what, this is something that plagues all of our athletes, or yeah. can plague. Yeah. All of our athletes at any level. Yeah. Um, maybe there is an opportunity for us to offer more support. Yeah. You know? And I think now with the advent of just more reachability with technology, social media, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, all of those things compound a lot of those issues. Right. Like you're saying with the girl from tennis. Yeah. You know, if you get bullied and harassed on social media all the time. Yeah. People don't think about that, but that really wears on you. When you read negative comments and you get bullied and that's all you see yeah. in your feed. Yeah. Notifications, everything, like twenty four hours a day, yeah. every day, yeah. all the time. Yeah. That really that really wears on you. I, I think it's like I think even 
regardless of like what sport it is or like the different coaching bodies it's I mean my experience through tennis was so many of the parents and like everyone around the athlete make it about like your self-worth is yeah. determined by your outcome like yeah. when you play right yeah. you win awesome you're the best we love you yeah you lose oh how could you f up like we put so much money into this yeah and it's like i can't imagine like trying to live a life and trying to even as an athlete trying to separate the two when no one else around you has it separated it's like it's all together it's all together yeah it's like it's like winning is good losing is bad and i don't know where i mean i don't see coaches providing athletes with the tools mm -hmm. to actually be able to just distinguish the two i try really hard with my athletes so i work right now in high performance in the age grade categories so these are athletes that are under 20. Mm -hmm. um they're at the points in their lives where they're starting to develop kind of their own personalities or their own identities and they're really starting to develop physically as high-performance athletes. Mm. But they're not quite at the mental development of an adult. Right. They're still kind of like figuring out. They're still kind of like figuring out what their identity is, what the sport means to them, yeah. how much they want to dedicate their time to it, how right. far they're going to go, things like that. And they're at a point in their lives where they have a lot of outside influences. Parents are still a very strong influence. Their peers... It is amazing how impressionable 16 oh to 18 year olds are. Yeah. Especially within their peer group. Yeah. Um, it's a great age of athletes to work with because mm. um, they're starting to uptrend to their physical, like their peak physical performance. Right. They haven't quite hit it yet for yeah. some of them, but they're definitely trending upwards. They're right. not on the downslope yet. Right. Um, but what's really interesting for me is I, I try really hard to instill upon the athletes that I work with um the notion and the idea of continual development mm -hmm. if we lose matches <coughs> everyone wants to win all the time yeah unfortunately you're probably not going to win all the time right but what can you learn out of the losses that you have right you can learn so much out of those losses yeah Emotionally how to deal with it physically how to deal with it how to make yourself better. Yeah pick apart the things that you're not quite as good at Yeah collectively as a team and as an individual athlete mm -hmm. and figure out ways to work on it. I Make myself available to my athletes 24 hours a day that may or may not be Good. Yeah, because sometimes they will berate you all night all right. day. Yeah, <clears throat> but I want to give them a environment where it's a safe environment yeah. Um, to talk to me about whatever it is that's bothering them. Mm. Um, I want them to feel supported. Mm. And I want them to have a conducive training environment where um, as long as you are continuing to improve and you can learn from the mistakes you've made and you can learn from the losses, that to me is success. Right. It's not just about winning. Because sometimes when we're winning all the time, get really complacent because we're just like well like what we're doing right now is great yeah we don't need to change it we don't need to adapt anything we don't need to be better right but it's only in adverse situations like if we've lost mm -hmm. things like that or yeah. if it's a game that we're where we're like we should have won yeah but we didn't yeah 
those, I think, are the opportunities for us to really learn. Mm -hmm. that, would you agree? Yeah, and I think it's really funny to bring it like full circle. It's really, it's like the culture and the community you create around you, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it sounds like, you know, based on the culture and the community you created with your team, yeah. right? Like, it's, you know, a loss is more taken as, okay, let's look at where we need to go to work, yeah. right? And like performing better versus like, oh man, I suck, like I'm, I'm bad at this, yeah. I should quit, whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's almost like no different than you showing up to your 615 every morning, right? <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of like, it's rather than, oh, it's like the sucks, I shouldn't show up. It's like more like, hey, you know, come on, like we want to see you here this morning. Yeah. And it's like showing up every day yeah. is like, is, is the first accomplishment of the day. Absolutely. And it's, you know, when I was on national tour last year, one of my mottos for our team was, this is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. And a lot of the girls were like, what do you mean by that? I said, if you happen to make a mistake on field, yeah. it is not your teammates' jobs to be like, you fucked up. Yeah. Oh my God, like, why'd you do that? Yeah. It is our jobs to be like, you know what? That's okay. We yeah. move forward. Yeah. It's our jobs as teammates to pick one another up yeah. and move forward. Rugby is very much a team sport. Yeah. You cannot be successful if you don't move as one unit yeah. and you don't work together as one cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. So if someone happens to miss a tackle, they knock a ball on. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Right. But if you make them feel bad about it, yeah. that's when everything else starts to go down. Mm. But if you're just like, you know what, shake that off. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And as long as you're bringing and cultivating that positive energy, mm -hmm. we're all going to move forward yeah. as a unit. And then what do we take out of that? When we do video analysis sessions afterwards, we say, how could we have improved this? Mm -hmm. How can we ensure that, like, you know, we don't do that again? Do we run sharper lines? Mm -hmm. Do we have our hands up earlier? Do we try to, like, not catch it in the chest and catch right. it out earlier? Mm -hmm. We work on better grip. We work on better technical skill. Yeah. But we don't harper on this is a mistake. It's like, right. great, this is something that happened that wasn't ideal. Right. But how can we learn from it and move forward? And it sounds like it's like that wouldn't be possible unless you had like the support, yeah. which is there in the first place, yeah. which is, I think, I mean, just goes to show like what a difference it, it makes that as an athlete or as just even a person yeah. that you're supported. Yeah. Whether it's by your friends, your family, whoever. 100%. And that you're free to screw up because I, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine like there is a high performance athlete or even just an athlete out there who exists yeah. who has not effed up before. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. I mean, I have people like, you know, my friends who don't do CrossFit or whatever, like ask me, they're like, what, like, why do you do it? Like, it's unsafe. And everyone has like some ideas, especially CrossFit, right? About, about, about it. A hundred percent. But it's like, have I missed lifts? Have I like, like hurt myself Or it's like, it's like, yes, I have, but I had such a good group of people around me supporting me yeah. with how I could be better. Yeah that actually now has me perform at the level I'm performing at. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I think it's impossible for me to have gotten to where I was without that. Yeah. I think in anything really. Yeah. Um, it's having strong support systems and it's, 
especially now that I've segued into competing in other things, mm-hmm. rugby is still a huge portion of my life. It's something that sucks up like 90% of my free time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I would not trade it in for anything. Yeah. Um, being in the gym with you guys has been amazing. It's been really good, and it's a really good cross-training tool for me. Yeah. And it's also, again, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, people are cheering you on. People are uplifting you. They're just, you know, they're helping you get to a place that you want to be. It's that positive encouragement. It's that positive mindset. It's that positive attitude cultivation. Yeah. It's not to say, oh, like, you missed this lift. I'm like, snatching is probably the weakest of the Olympic lift for me. Right. Uh, my rotator cuff uh, is very loose. I have dislocated my shoulder um, playing rugby. I've ripped a tendon playing rugby. Yeah. Um, so while my shoulder is a lot stronger than it used to be, right. given injury past, um, my rotator cuff is still quite loose. So there's certain there's certain movements that are not very comfortable. I also compressed a disc in my lower back uh, wow. November of 2016. So this has been like a full year of injury management. And there's some days when it's just like, you know what, like, my body's feeling great. We're going to try. We're going to try to push a little bit further. Yeah. And then there's going to be days when it's just like, you know what, like, no, this is not worth it. I, like, I already wake up in the morning sometimes with my back just, like, really stiff. Yeah. And it's sore, and it's like, this is what my life is now. It's managing chronic pain. Yeah. Because I don't know... As much as I've been very diligent about injury management, I don't know if my back will ever be back at a place that it was pre-injury, mm. where it's like 100% pain-free. I don't, I, I realistically just don't know. Yeah. So what do you do every day? You mitigate the pain and you mitigate things that you can do. And, you, and I think if you've competed in anything for long enough, you have a really good like mind-body connection. So, so let me ask you this, right? So, so why do you keep doing what you do, right? So people not in your position yeah. will be like, you know, this 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 chick is crazy, right? Like she's, been, <laughs> she's been doing rugby all these years. She's like she's like pretty young, and now her like back, and she's like dealing with chronic pain. Like, why would you? Why would you keep doing it? Why would I keep doing it? Yeah, because I love it. It's passion. That's, that's what it boils down to. I've been playing rugby since I was 12. Yeah. Um, so I have, without completely, like, making myself sound super old, I have been in the sport for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, and that's a really long time for someone that's as young as I am. It's a really long time. Um, you know, but out of all that time, passion is what keeps me going. Yeah. Being smart about injury management is yeah. what keeps me going. Being able to be in the gym and make my body stronger like i i will say like right now yeah barring any back issues uh-huh. i am a lot stronger now yeah than i was in my peak physical shape so when i was playing the highest level rugby that i've ever played yeah um i probably weighed 15 to 20 pounds more yeah and i was a lot more muscular and i was a lot bigger yeah i was probably a lot stronger and in the sense that, like, you know, like, my body could take the type of impact right. a lot better because my body was a lot stronger. Right. But I've taken a lot of impact and I've gotten injured over the years. Mm. So now that I'm older, it's a matter of smart injury management. 
very smart injury management. So because I know that my body does not rebound in the same way it did when it was twenty. Yeah. Or twenty five. It just doesn't it just doesn't rebound as fast. Yeah. They don't it doesn't heal quite as quickly. Yeah. So I have to be very smart about how I manage injuries. I have to be very smart about staying mobile, mm-hmm. keeping my joints mobile, being able to sit in the bottom of a squat with a bar on my back needs to feel comfortable. Yeah. Because the more comfortable that feels, everything else that translates out of that yeah. will hurt a lot less. And my body's going to be able to take the impact a lot better. I'm still playing high level sevens. Yeah. I don't take as much impact in sevens as I did in fifteens. But it doesn't mean that I don't take any impact at all. Mm. <clears throat> but my body in my mid thirties versus my mid twenties doesn't heal in the same way. Right. <coughs> so why do I keep doing this? Part of it is the motivation for me to go to the gym every day is to keep my body strong. Mm. It's to keep it mobile, it's to keep it active. Yeah. And it's not so much for my present self. Yeah. Yes, I enjoy a lot more things in my present self because I'm fitter and I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. But it's also for my future self. It's to say, you know what, when I'm in my 40s, my 50s, my 60s, my 70s, I can still have a high quality of life. Mm-hmm. I can go for a hike and it's not going to hurt my knees. Yeah. I can go skiing and it's not going to hurt my back. It's not going to hurt my knees. Yeah. I can go for a casual run if I want to and I'm not going to hate it. Yeah. I can travel and do things that I want to do and it not be a hindrance to like my life. That is, that's why I do it. A lot of people are just like, your schedule is insane. And it's yeah. crazy. Like, why do you do this? And I said, that's why I do it. Yeah. I love it. And it's also the cultivation of my future self having the same quality of life that I have now. Yeah. And it's, it's so good, right? Like, I mean, I don't know who's going to watch this, right? Athletes, non-athletes, I don't know. Who right? knows? But it's... <laughs> But I mean, I the, the it's so great because one of the the thing the thing I hear really it's like you're out chasing like whatever like your dreams, right? Yeah. And it's like I can hear how just how excited and how fulfilled you are about that, rather than just like being resigned to like oh I'm too old I can't do this I should like you know yeah. stop or whatever and. And really, it's like, man, it's like, what if everyone had that, right? Like, what yeah. if everyone actually, like, lived, like, wow, like, I'm going to try for this thing that I really love. Yeah. Right? Because I know so many people who I just say, hey, you should come out and try our, whatever, CrossFit Foundations, right? Sure. And it's just like, the first thought is, oh, I can't do that. It's too hard. It's too hard. Right? Yeah. And it's, and, and what's so great about what you're sharing is just like, you're just really, like, living the life that you want. Yeah. And to other people, it sounds like insane and crazy, but it's like, what I think is more insane and crazy, it's like living your life like you're just waiting to die. Which is horrible. Which is horrible. <laughs> and it's not that. I think people like walk around and be like, okay, I'm just waiting, right? I'm counting down for another 60 years. But it's just like, for me, without really like, pursuing like what I'm interested in what I'm passionate about and like and having my body like be a representation of that yeah. it's like it's like man I like you I don't want to be like 
in a in a walker or with a heart attack at like forty five. No, and just, and just like call and just call it a life, right? It's like, like this is this is it. There, yeah, like there, there's so much more to do. There's so much more to just see out there. One hundred percent. And and it's like I hear I so see like rugby such an awesome avenue for that yeah. for you and like CrossFit and like tennis is like that for an avenue for me. Yeah. But it's really to be able to just like you said, like, man, I wanna dominate like the single circuit at like sixty five in tennis, right? It's like yeah. I'm turning pro at sixty five, not like now. Yeah. Like, just, like, just hold out for the long game. I can be watching <laughs> I can be like, I'm gonna be like we talked yeah. about this on the couch. Yeah. In our thirties. Yeah. And like starting training now, right? It's gone pro at sixty five. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's I think that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing, yeah, what sport you're in, whether you're doing something just because you want to be fitter or you want to have a better quality of life, I don't think it matters what it is. As long as you're doing it with purposeful intent mm-hmm. and you're doing it with passion. Yeah. That, that's the biggest difference. It's people will stop doing things if they feel like it's a chore. Yeah. Like you said last year when you were, you know, doing this challenge, right? Things felt like a chore. It's yeah. like you're doing it because you're just like, hey, like, I really want to win that $10,000. But, like, do I actually want to be doing these things? Yeah. No. No. Not really. Yeah. Right? And where I think your mindset is this year, it's kind of like, you know what? If I don't win, yeah. that's not the end of the world. But you're doing it for you right now, and you're doing it for your future self. Yeah. To say that this is the type of quality of life that I want to have. Yeah. And it's attainable, and you can do it within the means where you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a healthy choice. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a positive attribute in your life. Yeah. Right. I think that's it. Like I think that's I think that's re- what it really boils down to. It's like if you really you really love something yeah you'll find a way to do it you'll find a motivation within yourself to do it um once it becomes a chore and it's just a monotonous grind mm-hmm. like you know aimlessly go to the gym and you work out and you aimlessly meal prep because you're just like okay it's good for me but like yeah if you don't actually love it you don't find any enjoyment it doesn't bring you any happiness of any sort then you're not going to want to do it right one of the one of the great things I heard uh, last week from like a, a call I was on for like some like a like a professional development course I'm in yeah. is they talked about like the thing that pulls people or the thing I saw that pulls me forward in like the toughest times yeah. is uh, my commitment. Yeah. It's like what is it that I'm actually like committed to in that moment and I'm just so clear that no matter what happens with me, with my body, like what I'm really committed to is having a body that can do anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Anytime. Anytime. And it's like, and on a day-to-day basis, like, you know, it's like I struggle with stuff on like a daily basis. Like the the gym, I mean, our, our gym is like such a good example because it's like I walk in there and I'm actually scared and intimidated <laughs> by how freaking fit people are yeah right and it's like one of the things I deal with is like I wa- I've been going there for three and a half years now yeah and you know and sometimes people walk in after like you know being there for like three months and they're like 
beating me in workouts. Yeah. And it's just like, and for me, like, sometimes it can be, like, really demoralizing that it's just like, wow, like, you know, someone who, like, after three months of work beat the three and a half years of work that I put in. Yeah. But it's like, in that moment, it's like, I really have to think about, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to quit? No. Right? Or it's just like, am hopefully I going to... Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. I haven't yet. Right? Um... But it's just like, I'm like, well, you know, I really do care about having a body that can do anything. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like I keep going. So it's like, it's not that it's always rosy, um, but it's like the thing that I really care about yeah. is more important than it's like trying to have beat someone in a workout or have someone beat me. Like it's, yeah. And that's, I think that's the biggest takeaway, right? A lot of times, like, we're competing with ourselves. We're not yeah. competing with anybody else. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, if this is the type of quality of life that I want to have, the yeah. only person that prevents me from having it is myself. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody else. Yeah. Right? And it's like, and it comes back down to it's a, I remember I was in the elevator with a bunch of my athletes that I've coached, like, two years ago. Yeah. We were at Nationals. They're all boys. Yeah. We're in this elevator and they're just like, hey coach, are you, uh, you're not very happy that you're stuck in this elevator with us. I'm like, you know what, it doesn't really matter. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And uh, they're just like, how old are you? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to tell you, but uh, you can take a guess. I got anywhere from 22 to 40. Mm. That's a really big range. Mm-hmm. Guy that thought I was 22, you're starting next week. Guy that thought I was 40, I'm sorry, you're being... You're cut. <laughs> you're cut, thanks. You're, you're benched. <laughs> you're benched. You thought I was old. And one of them asked me, they're just like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, I see that. Mm-hmm. You work out all the time, every day, at like a stupid hour. Mm-hmm. What motivates you to go? I'm like, I don't want to look old. I don't want to look old and I don't want to feel old. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, like, looked at me with, like, these, like, wide saucer eyes. And I'm like, one day you are going to understand you, what you'll that means. You'll get it. Yeah, one you're day. Gonna you're going to understand what that means. You yeah. might not get it right now because you're, like, 17 years old, 18 years old. and You can eat whatever, drink whatever, and, like, doesn't no, really matter. Doesn't, doesn't affect you. <laughs> but uh, one day you yeah. are going to understand that, like, you do not want to feel like your body can't do things. Yeah. And that will be a motivation to you to stay healthy. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, yeah, that's that's basically it. I just don't want to look old, and I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel that way. I want to be able to know that, like, if I go out and do things, that my body is capable of doing it. Yeah. Um, I want to still be able to, you know, if I coach my athletes, I want to be able to actually demonstrate things to them. The best the best thing I've ever heard I was with USA Rugby last year mm-hmm. uh, we were down in Baltimore <coughs> and I met this coach super nice guy he's probably been in rugby for like 40 years or something that guy was old he's been around forever yeah nicest guy I've ever met so he has like you have half of his experience now half of his experience he's <laughs> a bit of a bigger guy though yeah and um he was telling me he was working with these varsity athletes. Right. And they're just like, Coach, um, why should we be running these if, like, you can't even do this? Oh, my gosh. And he was just like, do you want to look like this? Like, do you want to be like me? Yeah. 
knowing that like I can't go out and do that? Yeah. If the answer is no, then you're gonna go do this. Yeah. And these guys are like, you know, they're twenty to twenty one. They're at like peak physical shape. Yeah. And they're just like, Fuck, I don't wanna be like that guy. Yeah. So then they go off and do it. Yeah. And he's like it motivates them because it's just like if you don't wanna be like this Yeah. And that's that's not your MO, then yeah. like continue doing what you're doing right now yeah to keep your body and your mind at a at a place where it can do things mm. that you want it to do yeah <clears throat> and i just looked at him and i just like i couldn't help but like kind of giggle at him yeah he, for goes, sure. he was just like somewhere along the way well, along the way i like derailed but to motivate the young athletes right. the guys that are like in their physical prime right they're at the point in their lives when like Packing on muscle is really easy. Right. Rebounding back from injury is pretty easy. Your metabolism is really high. Yeah. You know? Uh, he's like, sometimes you got to give them a reminder of, like, it's not always going to be that way if yeah. you just, like, drop off and, you know, are sedentary and not living the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. And it's totally easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. Like, there's days when I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. There's days when I'm just like, I, I've struggled with mental health issues and there was days, I remember, like years past, where like just getting out of bed was hard, mm. let alone going to the gym or doing anything after. Just like getting up was hard. It's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this today. Yeah. I just want to stay in my like little, my little hole. Yeah. And like not deal with it. But, yeah. and, you know, at some point it's kind of like, hey, if I want to live a certain way and I want to be healthy and I want to be a certain way and I want to continue to be that way yeah uh, no one else is gonna do this for me mm. you just have to do it yourself and sometimes you need a kit a swift kick in the ass to do it yeah either by like loved ones family teammates co-workers whomever yeah your doctor even yeah one of my one of my really good friends he was you know his doctor was like you need to make some changes otherwise like you might not make it past 60. he's like i'm not trying to scare you but the reality of the matter is you cannot continue on the trajectory you're on right and not have long-term issues Mm. and he was like that was a big enough kick in the ass to like make changes and sometimes that is the reawakening that you need I have to say, I think, like, one thing that we've so totally lost over the last, like, 10 years yeah. is the value of a swift kick in the ass. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, even, like, friendships or whatever, everything is so much now about, like, being nice to people, yeah. being friendly, and it's just, like, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. But, like, the friendships that I hold the most dear are the people that are on my ass about, like, not showing up to the gym, about, like, not lifting what they know that I can lift. It's, like, the person who's, like, oh, yeah, that's good, that's fine. You know, they asked me to lift heavier, and I was, like, no, 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 I'm good. They're, like, okay, good. If you're not feeling it, that's fine. Like, no. It's, like, we... um, and I think it's really funny because the first person that comes to mind is like is like Theron, right? It's like Theron is the best. 
He's gonna be on this show at some point. Eventually. We just have to find a time where him and I can like sit down but, and chat. But it's funny, and, and it's like, and people sometimes just 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 hate him, uh, me included. Um, but it really like it's but it's like no, it's like he he holds me to account for what he sees that I can do, and I think like you know. The more friendships that I have like that, yeah. while they may not be like comfortable and nice friendships, yeah. I am so much better off yeah. as a human being myself. 100%. Like having those types of friendships. And sometimes you have to be pushed out of what's comfortable. Yeah. Because if you were to stay in your comfort bubble, yeah. you get complacent and you're just like, this is, com- this yeah. is comfortable. Yeah. Why am I doing anything different? You have to be, and I, I made a video for my Monday Motivation series. Mm-hmm. Check that out on my YouTube channel, The Athlete Directive. Um, but I made a, a video. I was literally just in the car and I had these random thoughts. And part of it is being comfortable while uncomfortable. Mm. It's finding the comfort in those uncomfortable situations. Mm. That's how we grow. And that's in in every way, whether it's fitness, it's professionally, it's personally with our personal relationships, whatever have but maybe we grow the most when we're uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, we get pushed the most when we're uncomfortable. Because yeah. if you were just to stay comfortable all the time, you never think that you need to make any changes or you need to strive forward, right? Yeah. One of my really good friends struggles with that concept mm. of well, it's uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, change is not a comfortable thing. Yeah. Growth is not a comfortable thing. Pushing yourself is not a comfortable thing. Right. It's not something that people have innate comfort with. Yeah. But it's learning to be comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. And, you know, the, the moments that I've been the most uncomfortable, um, I have never felt so alive. Yeah. Like, in my life. Yeah. Like, on coming out the other end of it. Like, when you're in the middle of it, it's like, yeah, it's sometimes, it's 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 the worst, and you're, whatever you're grinding through, whatever you're grinding through. Yeah. But when you come out on the other side. Yeah. It's like, like, how I relate to myself is completely different. It's like, I relate to myself. Yeah. Like, I can accomplish anything in the world. Yeah. 100%. There's definitely been times when I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Right. This sucks. Yeah. This is so <laughs> far out of my comfort zone, yeah. and this is horrible. Yeah. And then you grudge through it, yeah. and you trot through it, and you grind through it. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh my god, like I actually did that. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. And it's and the funny part, like for me, is like, and it also doesn't matter sometimes, like if whether you like succeed or you don't yeah you like when you're on the other end of it you're like wow like i got so so much out of that i did that yeah it's mostly like i don't think i could do that and i did that yeah you know and it like it makes you feel really good because you're just like cool okay if i can like do that what else can't i do yeah and it's like what it's kind of like what's next what's next you know um what's next for us is hopefully we'll get theron on Theron, if you're listening out there. <laughs> but Ash, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. For sitting down and chatting with me. I hope that we can do this again. Yeah. Because um, I feel like we could sit here for like hours and just like chat about stuff. Because there's so, 
there's so many things that are so applicable, right? Like you and I are from very different sports. We come from really different backgrounds. But I think that the one thing that we do have in common is striving to want to be better. Mm. Um, and trying to find comfort in uncomfortable situations. Mm. Because you know that that will make you better. Yeah, and I just want to, I'm going to throw in like a quick plug for a project that I'm doing. Do it. Called yeah. um, <laughs> called Beers That Make a Difference, yes. actually. And all it is is actually just getting together with with someone yeah. and just like buying them a beer and just, and just sharing, and just sharing about your experience, about your life. And, um, and what, like, conversations like this yeah. actually, like, make available. Amazing. So oh. if you want to know more about this, if people out there want to know more about this, like, how can they find you? Where do you find out about it? Um, just through Facebook. Ashneel Singh on Facebook. Cool. And, uh, and just if you ever have a beer with someone and it's just, like, an awesome conversation, just hashtag beers that make a difference. Amazing. That's cool. so, so, so awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for sitting down. You're very welcome. Let's do this again soon. Okay. All right, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Now, I know that I said this podcast be uploaded every two weeks, which it will be. Please forgive me. I've just returned back from Europe. I went to a cousin's wedding in Germany and a small holiday in Italy. And I actually just attended another wedding yesterday wedding season, I guess. Um, speaking of travel, my skin is usually pretty haggard from all the traveling, but what I have been using lately, um, and what keeps my skin so youthful, is keeping up with a skincare regime while I'm on the road. What have I been using, you ask? Well, my younger cousin, he's 19 years old, I don't think has ever raved and raved about how smooth his skin was and how great it felt because he accidentally used my products in the bathroom one morning and proceeded to use it for the remainder of the trip. Um, I've been using Athea Skincare. It's a skincare line that's made for athletes. Um, it's natural, which is great. Uh, makes my skin feel really balanced um, and really moisturized, and the things helps to keep the moisture in my skin and not dry it out. If you want to give it a try, I have a discount code that will save you 15%. The discount code is A-T-H-I-A-T-J-O-1. Yes, it is a mouthful, but you'll save that shmoney. Also, have you not subscribed to the podcast yet? Come on, people. I do this because I want to be able to share interesting stories, sit down and talk with people that I know, people that work in the industry, fellow athletes, and just common people like you that we're talking about issues that are really prevalent and I think that there's a lot of really interesting stories and a lot of really interesting things to share. So subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Play, all searched under The Athlete's Wandering Couch. Until next time, I guess in two weeks, I'll be sitting down with my former teammate um, Anastasia Welsh and we'll be talking about probably one of the most personal things that I'll share to date. So until then, bye.